whenever there is a decision to be made, it's a group decision. So it is directly connected to every single person's choice. Welcome to Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. This is a mic drop. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. My name is Mateen Ma'ani. I'm Luke Sheely. And I'm Nuer Nyota. So this episode is actually one of our mic drops, where we have a casual conversation with someone about the activism work that they do. We feel it's really important for people to share their stories and perspective, and the reasons for why they got into what they're doing at the moment. So basically, less editing, more listening. For this episode, Mateen interviewed Ushab Dahal, a student at NC State. He's part of NC State's chapter of Engineers Without Borders North Carolina Project. They work on volunteering with communities through projects, and currently they're focusing on a garden at Powell Elementary School. Ushab is leading the project's irrigation team in designing and implementing the system that will provide water to the garden. Here's what he had to say. Well, my name is Yushab Hall, and I am a junior at NC State University, kind of studying mechanical engineering and business administration, and I'm part of EWB. What is, what is EWB? Tell well, us a little bit about that. Um, so EWB is Engineers Without Borders, and it's a national program where students get involved and do engineering-related activities that kind of support communities all over the world or in their local community. And I am part of the branch of EWB NC State that is more focused on the local community around NC State. Oh, cool. Which uh, community are you in right now? So right now, we have a focused project at Powell Elementary School. Powell Elementary. Okay, cool. And so you say you have projects you work on? Yes. What's the aim of your project, and what's kind of your role at the moment right now? Uh, so our project aim today... Um, currently is making an irrigation system that is sustainable for the Powell Elementary School Garden. And um, my role is the head lead for the irrigation team at EWB. Sweet. So do you specifically work with just one group of people? How many people are you helping? So our team is roughly around seven people, but um, North Carolina Projects was just the branch that we work off of, which is um, part of EWB, uh, there's three teams, each of them focused on a different aspect of the project. While we do mainly the irrigation piping, other teams also do the solar um, part, where because we're going to use solar panels to power our um, irrigation um, system. And another team is focused on the um, kind of peer-to-peer or peer-to-student um, learning aspect, where they make kind of lessons planned for kids at Powell Elementary School. Wow. So as someone who's the lead of that team, what do you think it's taught you about impacting others or helping guide other people, especially if they're also in the same position as you or same grade or if they're lower than you, like Uh, lower grade? (laughs) So right now we have had a huge learning curve as a group kind of understanding the dis- different aspect of how to even implement a irrigation system because mm-hmm. none of our team members have like a well-established um, kind of experience within it. So it's been just a learning experience, kind of uh, understanding how, what resources to use, mm. how do you teach each other about different things that you know because um, our team is like um, 
compromise with like students who know CAD, so they teach other members how to formulate 3D models. Other um, students know what, like just general fluid dynamics because they've taken classes um, relating to that and they um, share their knowledge. And others just know gardening and stuff like that. So it's just like a cooperative environment where just learning is exchanged. Mm. And as someone who's like sort of leading that, how do you feel or find yourself coordinating this learning process? Uh, well, right now, because it's so brand new and then there's not a lot of experience, uh, it is challenging. But we as a team have been able to kind of each meeting progress, um, even though there has been some stalemates with the communication with the school and stuff, because a lot of people are busy. And for us to complete the project, we have had to build a good relationship with the school. Mm. And as a team, we had to kind of develop that. And now it's progressing more and more, and we're getting more things done. But I would say during the beginning, it was kind of a rough start trying to get everything involved, everyone involved, and kind of the project getting started. Yeah. Were you, did you have the initial responsibility to reach out to the school, to Powell Elementary? Or no. was that as a team you did it to develop that bond? So the um, relationship with Powell was already established before um, this current project. Uh, because I believe last year is when we first established the connection. And it was not me. It was the um, head lead of um, NC Projects. Okay. And so that head lead is someone who helps you guide your own team? Yes. Oh, cool. Huh. So I want to ask you, like, do you think the work you engage in with Engineers Without Borders can be considered activism? I would say... Um, the work that we do, I would say yes, because we are teaching young kids about mm. sustainability, about how to create different systems and how to be more um, mindful of their impact um, in the world. And because we do these lesson plan or we plan to do these lesson plans with these kids, I do think that it is a, a form of activism. That's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, pi I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that... It's really interesting like, to be an activist in this sense, also within an organization where you're surrounded by, like you said, other projects and other groups and other leaders. Like, so what have you learned about activism, specifically like within EWB? So uh, that's a hard question, actually. Um, I think what we have learned is how to properly communicate the idea of sustainability to kids because activism a main role is to how do you communicate the thing that you're trying to be like active about or to showcase the world like what is the problem how do we um, find a solution together and stuff like that and I think one major thing that we have learned is how to properly and effectively communicate to especially young kids the importance of what we think is important yeah it definitely sounds like it could be really challenging. I mean, especially when, you know, you're helping a group that is of one age mm. work with another group that is of a much younger age. I mean, how did you kind of balance those challenges? Like when you realize that, oh, we have to refine our communication with the younger kids and like help them learn about sustainability. How did you as a group and how did you lead your team to make those changes? And what were, could you give some examples? So right now we haven't 
um, started talking to the kids. So it's mainly been um, the uh, lesson planning team um, learning how to make these lesson plans that can effectively communicate to these kids. Uh, But we haven't had a direct, um, I believe so, we haven't had a direct um, lesson plan to peer type event happen yet. I believe it's in the works, but don't quote me on that because it might have happened. But from from my knowledge, I don't think we have. Okay, so will you do you think you'll have that? Yes, definitely. Opportunity. Okay, that's really good. So and you mentioned that you know you have a project lead who does the NC projects, mm-hmm. um, but you also have your own responsibility as a leader. So how do you? Can you explain a little bit what you feel like when you're in the middle? So you also have those who are guiding you, but also you're guiding others. I mean, and some, how as an activist? Sorry, how like as an yeah. activist. How does that play a part? Like, what are the qualities you have to portray? I think as being kind of um, the middle ground, I would say the main thing would be if there had, like, for me, I am directly um, working with the team and our my lead is not, that often like working directly with the team. So mm-hmm. when there is a kind of um, disconnect between what the team lead wants and what our team members are expecting, I take upon that role to kind of properly communicate between each uh, what either the lead wants from the team members or the team members want from the lead and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, say that relating that to activism, I guess it kind of plays a part with the whole communication thing where I'm also personally learning how to not only properly communicate with kids, but how to properly communicate with the leads and the members of my team and the goals and expectations we have for each other. Yeah, it's super complex. I mean, I feel like communication is one of the hardest things. I mean, in all areas of like knowledge and discipline, whether it's engineering or um, education or like the artistic expression, I think, yeah, communication can be really difficult. Do you think that um, by learning this, it has, like, equipped you with certain skills that you can take beyond EWB? Oh, definitely. I mean, I hope to become, like, one of a major leader in the world. Mm. So developing my skills to kind of um, communicate with the people that I work under and the people that work under me is a great skill to have. Um, um, another skill would be how to coalesce a great idea into like a like a more sensible plan, uh, because there are a lot of ideas that come mm-hmm. about from having like such a big team, and how to formulate that and gather that and focus it and narrow it to certain goals that we can achieve over time. Yeah, that's really cool. You mentioned that one of your aspirations is to be a a leader of some sorts in the world. Can you can you do you mind sharing a little more about that? Like, just explain, like, what, what what has inspired you or what are your goals, aspirations? I mean, so I've been a part of a organization called Junior Spiritual Empowerment Program where I've kind of animated, which kind of, I would say the most close word to use is to mentor kids. And there, my goal is to, one of my goals is to encourage and showcase these kids how they can be active leaders in their community. And because my involvement with that, I have had a personal drive from any aspect of my life, may it be community service or 
the job that I want to get. Mm. I want to be a leader. I want to make sure that I am a cause of change and a cause of change that is good. Um, in, like in volunteering, but also in my work, hopefully becoming a mechanical engineer and an aerospace engineer, developing technologies and things that improve other people's lives. Mm. Yeah, so like our ability to affect social change goes not only within the community, but like you said, in your workplace, mm-hmm. even probably in the dynamics of family and friends. And yeah, that's that's really cool. That's every I, avenue can help. Every avenue. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think, you know, the work of Engineers Without Borders changes the perspective of what, let's say, your team members think is possible? I would definitely say that because a lot of our members um, haven't had um, experiences where they have developed projects and implemented it in the communities, it may be local or international. So I think EWB gives them like the avenue in which they can apply the knowledge that they already have and the knowledge that they will learn as they progress through school and kind of do a project that has real world outcomes and it shows them how they can apply these knowledge in real life before even they get a job, before they can even um, implement these things in the companies that they want to work for, anything like that. They already have that idea that they have the ability to cause change by like producing certain projects that impact a lot of communities around the world. Mm. So just having that confidence in their mm. ability already expands their horizon. That's yeah. really cool. Do you think that that's something you have experienced personally? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, in high school, being a part of a robotics team kind of showcased that with me because um, we were, like, as a high schooler, I was building robots and compu- competing in FRC, which is first, um, like, first USA. Uh-huh. Um and that kind of gave me the confidence to have the ability to know that maybe even as a high schooler, I have the knowledge to even build a robot. Mm. And then coming into EWB, it's like, I never knew that I could create like an irrigation system. Here we are though, with my team, we're creating an irrigation system that is sustainable for school. And it just, it's just a shock to you sometimes when you're like, you don't, you don't realize where you're at until you're there and you're like, wow, I have this ability that I never even knew that I would have at this stage of life. Mm. So it's kind of like a self-discovery moment. Mm-hmm. How do you, man, I mean, how do you encourage your peers to, to reach that level of understanding their ability? As a leader, like how do you, or an, as an activist, how do you help them? How do you encourage them on that path? I think it's mainly what I try to do is give them ownership of it. Like mm. it's not a project that I lead; it's a project that we lead together, and that, like when, whenever there is a decision to be made, it's a group decision. So it is directly connected to every single person's choice. So when they can, um, they can see that their own personal choice caused like a certain thing to happen in our team maybe like a goal that we set or a design that we kind of agree on and stuff like that they can themselves see the choices they made to make an impact and i feel like that is one way that i've hopefully shown a lot of my peers that they can cause change no i'm sure that's awesome ewb has obviously given you opportunities to work with younger kids so when you're among 
younger kids. I don't know if you've had a lot of opportunities yet, but as you said, you've also worked with a program that has given you opportunities to be with like middle school aged kids. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the kind of example you feel you have to set as someone who's among younger kids and is like the older one, the role model, the mentor, the leader? I think one major thing that I do need to keep is the hope that they can surpass me. That I'm just showing them an avenue, like a way that I've succeeded in the things I've done, but I am in no way an example showing them the limit. That I am there to give them my knowledge so they can build upon it, so they can progress even more. Hmm. And never letting them doubt that they have the ability in the first place to even reach my level, but rather telling them, giving the confidence that, hey, you can surpass me. Don't even doubt that you can even reach my level. You should be striving to, like, always be ahead. And the way that I've done that, I would say, is just to guide them through, like, the things that I know and then letting their imagination run wild and finding ways in which I can help them bring their imagination to life and then showing them that what they thought in their head, they created in person. And I was just a kind of a help for them because they don't have the resources yet and I can just be there as a help to guide them to bring their imagination to life. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. I mean such a profound impact we can make by building that connection with them. And I love how you, you know, you're saying that it's more about giving them what you have and knowing that Mm -hmm. their limit is way beyond ours Mm -hmm. and they can just achieve so much more. It's like, you know, it's not like you're not filling an empty cup. It's like you're filling a river and it's already flowing and you got to, you got (laughs) to, put it in there and they hopefully they'll take some of it but they've got their own ideas running wild i mean do you think you know inspiring or working to help others and inspire others is easy definitely not because you need to i feel like you can't go out and inspire people without having hope within yourself Mm. because then you're just giving them like a false kind of sense of you can do this And to be genuine in the things that you say is very difficult for you to personally believe that if you tell another person that they can reach whatever dream they can, and then for you to also believe that for yourself is very challenging because it's really easy to say it to a younger kid, to tell them you can achieve whatever dream you have, but to personally believe it, to know your limitations and still believe it, it's very challenging. How do you strengthen personally? How do you strengthen that resolve? in yourself it's by looking at the kids like when you see kids especially with my um volunteering program and seeing that in the beginning they had doubt and then through action and through experiences they learn that they do have this ability to change the world then it kind of gives like it in turns give you a lesson on how you should perceive your life and how you shouldn't doubt yourself Hmm. and then you realize that you're not there to teach them. They're there to teach you most times. Yeah. Facts. What What are some words you would share with others to encourage them to engage in activism or social change? 
I would say understand your abilities first. Understand the knowledge that you have gained over these past years. Don't doubt your knowledge, but just understand what do you do? What do you have? And then with your abilities that you do have, how can you apply it? Because a lot of times people just think that because I haven't learned this much of stuff, I can't do any type of change. But for you to actually go in like, like just go to the fundamentals. If you know how to even talk to people, that is a start. Just being able to communicate, having just the want to build a lot of friendships. Those small little things that we don't even think are important, those are the key factors that cause change. Because if people don't have the ability to talk, to share, they can't cause change. If people don't have the ability to just wonder and dream, they can't cause change. So these small fundamental things that every single person I would assume have, and I can guarantee, I can bet money, money that every single person has something that's this fundamental, you can apply it. And don't doubt that you can't apply it. And then in NC State, there will be a club or an organization that you can join, that you can find a group of peers that have a similar drive, or at least they can support you with your abilities and your drive. We want to give a huge shout out to Ushab for being on the show. Really appreciated the conversation and insight that he provided, and we hope that you all got a lot out of it as well. Check out our blog at PassTheMikeYouth.com for more stories of activists and their work. And follow us on social media at PassTheMikeYouth. Hashtag PassTheMikeYouth is a product of NC State Extension, but does not necessarily reflect its views. Thank you for listening.